G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. If only, if only she'd still want to hold my hand. If only she'd touch my cheek like she used to. It's funny how, as the busier we get in life, we become less and less intimate in our marriage. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond, and welcome again to the program as we take a look at the last of these five love languages, physical touch, from a different perspective. Here's a cold, hard statistic. Depending, of course, on which country you live in, somewhere between 30 and 45% of all marriages end in divorce. In California, the Registry of Births, Deaths and Marriages is now known as the Registry of Births, Deaths, Marriages and Divorces. Is it because people don't set out wanting to love one another? No. Is it because 30 to 45% of people are so horrible you can't possibly live with them? No. Is it because people don't want to grow old together? No. So what exactly is going on here? My hunch is that one of the biggest issues that leads to divorce is that we just don't learn how to speak a love language that our wives or our husbands, as the case may be, can understand. This week on A Different Perspective, we've been just stepping through Gary Chapman's fantastic book called The Five Love Languages. Last week we went through a series called Having the Marriage You Were Meant to Have because, you know something, I believe that marriage is the most amazing gift from God. Jesus said, For this reason a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined with his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. They are no longer two, but one flesh. Jesus was talking about a blessing of intimacy and companionship, of of lifelong relationship. Okay, marriage isn't for everyone. Being single or being widowed or being divorced are perfectly reasonable places to be. I'm not saying that everybody has to get married, but most people do. Last week in that series, Having the Marriage You Were Meant to Have, we laid the foundation stones. And if you missed those programs, you can listen to them again on our website, ChristianityWorks.com. This week, we're going through the nitty-gritty, the real-life stuff. What it means for us to communicate our love in marriage. We're different, husbands and wives. In fact, we're all different. And we all speak love and receive love in a slightly different way. That book I was talking about, The Five Love Languages, talks about five words of affirmation. The, The fact that some people, the primary way they receive love is through words of encouragement. Other people, for them it's quality time. For them it's just having that time to focus on one another as husband and wife exclusively, with no other distractions, and just talk and be together. For other people, they experience love mostly through receiving gifts. It's just that a gift is a tangible expression of a person's love. And for others, it's acts of service. Some people just love serving, and those people love to receive love by being served. And finally today... Another one, a primary language of love, is physical touch. Each one of us has one or two of those which predominantly, we would say, 
is the way that we would like to be loved. Do we want the others to? Sure we do. But there are one or two for each one of us that we say, you know something, if my wife doesn't affirm me and encourage me, I don't feel loved. Or if my husband doesn't give me the odd gift or a little bunch of flowers or or something, I don't feel loved. For me, without a shadow of a doubt, my primary love language is physical touch. We all need physical touch. It's part of our nurture. I mean, it's development as children. You've probably seen the experiments with primates where they isolate the young chimp at the beginning of its life and it receives no touch. And that chimp grows up to be incredibly maladjusted and violent and and can't live in a social context with other chimps. Sadly, we see that in people too who haven't received that nurture that you get uniquely from being touched by your parents and family. But I'm not talking about the general needs. I'm not talking about sex even. I'm talking about the specific need that some people have for a primary love language of touch. The gentle touch that says uniquely, I love you. Now, it's hard for me to come to grips with the fact that my primary love language is physical touch. You know, I grew up being a hard-nosed businessman, and I'm definitely not your touchy-touchy, kissy-kissy sort of person. You know how some people meet you and they want to give you a big kiss and a hug? And my, my godmother used to do that when I was a kid, God bless her, and she'd leave this big thing of lipstick on my cheek, and I can remember that thing, ah, oh, yuck, that is not me. And yet, when it comes to my wife, Jackie, whose primary love languages are acts of service and quality time, she can do those things to me until she's blue in the face. But unless she holds my hand or strokes my cheek or puts herself close to me, I simply don't feel loved. Why? I don't know. It's just the way that God made me. And people who know me in ministry or in business would say, you've got to be kidding. Bernie, touch. No, no way. It's not always self-evident. In fact, a lot of people, especially men, probably wouldn't even be aware that their primary love language, the way that they really want to experience love, is through the medium of physical touch. If you're someone who doesn't feel loved, ask yourself this question. How much difference would it make if your wife or your husband, whatever the case may be, touched you more often? You might be surprised at the answer. There's a beautiful picture in Mark's Gospel, chapter 1, verse 40, if you have a Bible of a man who was a leper. Now, in the first century, lepers suffered social isolation. They couldn't go near people who didn't have leprosy. If someone who didn't have leprosy came close to them within 60 or 70 feet, they had to yell out, unclean, unclean. They couldn't go to the synagogue with the other people. They couldn't even live in the city walls with the other people. They had to live out on the rubbish dump outside the city walls. And this leper comes to Jesus and said, Lord, Lord, If you are willing, you can make me clean, because he'd seen Jesus heal other people. And Mark records it this way. He says, Jesus was moved with compassion, and he reached out, and he touched the leper, and he said, I am willing. Be made clean. Isn't that awesome? The law forbade lepers from touching people who weren't lepers. And when this leper comes to Jesus and asks for healing, the compassion in Jesus' heart causes him to reach out and to touch the untouchable. What do you think that communicated to the leper? Maybe the, the leper's primary love language was touch. I don't know. We don't, we'll never know that. But what an awesome picture of God the Son reaching out and touching the untouchable.
If God can touch the leper, if God can do that, why is it that if we have a wife or a husband who wants to receive touch, what is it in us that doesn't do that? It costs nothing to touch. Yet it so beautifully expresses love in a marriage, the intimacy, the kindness, the gentleness of physical touch. This week we've looked at five different languages of love, words of affirmation, quality time, receiving gifts, acts of service and physical touch. Can I encourage you to figure out which one or two of those are your primary love language and your soulmate's primary love language? And then the two of you sit down and talk about it, explore it. What is it that each of you need? You know, we we so often don't talk about that in a marriage. We get angry with each other, we get frustrated with each other, but we don't talk about it. And when you figure out that your wife or your husband has a different way of receiving love from you, let me tell you, it's going to be unnatural to give them love that way. So it has to be planned, it has to be deliberate, it has to be learned, it has to be sacrificial, it'll be hard some days and it'll be inconvenient some days. But the fruit of loving your wife or your husband in the way that they want and they need is the most wonderful blessing from God in marriage. In the middle of the ordinary, the mundane, the unfair even, right in the middle of life, so often God's defining moments appear. Seemingly small and insignificant things that change the course of our lives. And it's so easy for us to miss them. That's why I'd love to send you a free copy of our latest life application booklet. It's called Turning Mistakes into Miracles. It's all about helping you to lay hold of the powerful new things that God wants to do in your life this year. Now, you can request your free copy right now, either by stopping by at ChristianityWorks.com or giving us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415 and we'll send your booklet straight out to you in the post. But this is the very last week that this particular booklet will be available, so don't miss out. Again, that's ChristianityWorks.com or 1-300-722-415. Hey, thanks so much for joining me. I'm Bernie Diamond. I'll catch you again same time on Monday. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.